0: Hello and welcome to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm your host, Kate Sale, Certified Professional Dog Trainer, coming to you from Forward Radio 1065 FM, broadcasting from the historic Hayburn Building in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Be sure to visit our website, forwardradio.org, to catch all of our other episodes of Sit, Stay, Listen, as well as all of the other programs available from your grassroots community radio station. At Sit, Stay, Listen, our whole purpose is to make sure that you have resources available to you so that you can ask questions about your pets, you can learn more about their behavior, and you have a way to get your questions answered. So please feel free to send those to us. That is what we are here for. Our email is behavior at kyhumane.org. And you can also send your questions to the Kentucky Humane Society Facebook page. We pick our show topics and the things that we discuss based on what you want to hear. So be sure to reach out and let us know what you want to know more about. And I am happy to say that we have started to get some questions in. Last week I got enough questions about coming when called and related topics that I ended up doing an entire show all about recall. And this week I have a pretty good number of questions that seem to be focused around general manners. So I'm just going to take these questions one at a time today and see if we can get some of these rowdy kids to be on some slightly better behavior. So our first question today comes from Kyle. And Kyle's email says... Every time I sit down on the couch, my dog is immediately climbing on me or trying to get in my lap. If I get up, he moves into my spot. How do I keep my dog from climbing all over me every time I sit down? And that's a great question. And Kyle, you are absolutely not alone. First, I get it. The couch is a really comfortable spot in the house, and our dogs want to be with us. It's logical, it makes sense. And when we get up and leave the couch, that is the warmest, most comfy spot that there is, the place that we just vacated. So it's not unusual that that is the spot that our dog is going to want to move into. Now, obviously, that can present a couple of different problems, um, particularly if our dog does not want to give us that spot back. Now, if your dog does have challenges with being protective or possessive over furniture and may growl or otherwise protect that space if you try to remove them, that is something that you're going to want to work with a professional trainer on. And you can contact us at the Kentucky Humane Society Behavior Department. About that, we are happy to help. And in the interim, for safety and management's sake, No furniture for those dogs that want to growl or snap if you try and remove them from the furniture. But what I do want to make sure I cover in our episode today are the basics in terms of furniture manners. So when I first start talking about furniture manners, I always like to put it out there that my own animals are allowed on my furniture However, I do have some rules in my house when it comes to furniture. Furniture is not exactly a free-for-all. They are allowed up on the furniture, but they do have to be invited, except for a designated dog couch that they are allowed to be on without having to be invited. So we've established some places that are human-only places, and then there are specific pieces of furniture that are dog pieces of furniture that they are welcome to be on. And I know that sounds like a lot, but our dogs are pretty good at recognizing specific boundaries if we are clear and consistent about them. And a lot of it comes down to teaching our dogs to respect our personal space, which is something that is really important for our dogs to understand just in general. So it's not only about furniture, it's about respecting our personal space and not wanting to be climbed on. So if you have a dog that constantly wants to be on the couch and you're going to allow them up if they are invited, It's important that you try to be ahead of it. So if you're sitting on the couch and you see your dog on their way, don't wait until they try to get on the couch. Before they actually get there, ask your dog to sit. When you get a successful sit, then you can invite your dog up on the couch. It's really important that you ask them to sit first every single time. Our dogs pattern train very, very easily, which can be a great thing if we use it to our advantage. So if we're always asking for this sit behavior before they can come up on the couch, the goal is for our dogs to come over and to sit and essentially be asking permission before we invite them up. So if our dog does come over and just hop up on the couch without being invited, At that point, we do need to ask our dogs to get off of the couch so that we can then ask them to sit and invite them up again. So it is important that we also take the time to teach our dogs an up and an off. Now when I am teaching my dog up and off, up is not usually terribly difficult to teach because our dog wants to be up on the couch already. Inviting our dog up is actually a built-in reward. They're going to want to do it, therefore being invited up already has a reward with it. Now teaching off can be a little more challenging because our dog doesn't necessarily want to get off. So that is something that we may need to take a little more time to actually work on with their dogs. So when I teach off, I do try and teach it as a game. Just remember, try to keep the game relatively low-key. You don't want your dog to be too wound up doing this. I generally like to keep indoor games relatively relaxed. I don't like my dog to get too, too wound up inside. We are going to get to that with our next question. So make sure that you have some treats ready. You can invite your dog up on the couch, and then I'll take a reward I'll toss it on the floor and as they hop down I'll say off and then as a reward for off they get to pick that treat up off of the floor. And so we can do a few repetitions of that and as they start to get the idea and they know what off is then I can invite them up And then I will ask them to get off, and after they're off, then I will follow up with the reward. So initially, when they are first learning what off means, before they actually know what it means, I toss the treat on the floor to create that off behavior, and then as they are jumping off, I say off so that they're learning to associate the word off with that behavior. So that's how we teach them what that word means. So after they've gotten the idea and I've labeled them jumping off with the word off, then I can start to ask for the behavior off. And then when they actually do jump off of the furniture, then I can follow up with that treat and reward them for getting off. And then when I'm done with this exercise, I do try and finish by letting them come up on the furniture and then hang out for a while as a reward at the end of the game. So that we're finishing off with what they wanted in the first place, which was to come up and hang out on the couch. So once my dog has learned an off behavior, I can use this to start to manage their behavior with the furniture a little bit. But some of this has a lot to do with being proactive. So ideally we want to catch our dog on their way in as they're approaching the furniture, ask for that sit, and then invite them up. If they hop up without being given permission, we kind of missed our window. It's harder to get them to hop off and then invite them up. But If we need to, remember that we have practiced that off behavior, so we can ask them to off. Then we ask them to sit and invite them back up as a reward. And along with these furniture rules, if my dog needs to be invited onto the furniture, I generally don't let them be up on the furniture unless I'm also there, because I can't invite them up if I'm not there, right? And so if they're allowed to just hop on and off without permission, just because I'm not there, that starts to muddy the waters a little bit. Now, if your dog wants to be up on the couch and you just don't want them up there, whether it's in that particular moment or you have a household that you really just don't want the dogs on the furniture, then you need to redirect them to an appropriate place for them to settle. And that's where you want to make sure that you have nice, comfortable places available for your dog to settle that aren't the couch. If you do not want your dog up on the furniture unless they're invited or at all for that matter. So if you don't want your dog on the furniture, whether it's sometimes or all the time, and it's okay if you don't want your dogs on the furniture at all. There's nothing wrong with that it is extremely important that you provide some happy, comfortable areas for your dog to be. So that is something that you always want to examine a little bit. If your dog insists on being on the furniture, take a look around to see what other options are available to them. Is there a spot that is going to be as comfortable for them as the couch? Now, I know that's a pretty high bar, but having a pretty acceptable dog bed or designated dog couch can generally be a good alternative. But make sure you're thinking about where that's placed. Make sure it's not by a drafty door or window. Make sure it's not in a super high traffic area or right by your TV speaker. Remember that your dogs have really sensitive ears. So think big picture, not just, well, my dog has a dog bed. Think really carefully about the location, what's going on around this dog bed, and make sure that it is actually a happy, comfortable place for them to be. And different dogs absolutely have different preferences. The favorite bed in my house is the one that is in a quieter space, relatively low traffic, that has a great line of sight to the entire house. That is the most sought after dog bed. They can see and hear everything. They don't have to worry about lots of things zipping past them all day. I have a really busy household with a lot of critters, and it doesn't have... draft going past it so it is easily the favorite bed in the house and I do have a couch that my animals are allowed to be on and they actually choose the dog beds on the floor over that couch so you just want to find out what your dog's preferences are if you don't want them on your furniture whether that's sometimes or all the time Now if you have one of those dogs that is allowed on the couch but wants to throw a party on the couch every time they get up there, hang with us here. We're going to have a very short break and when we come back we're going to talk about manners for our dogs when they are actually on the couch. You are listening to Forward Radio 106.5 FM. This is Sit, Stay, Listen, and we'll be back after a short break with some original music by John, John, John Slater. My baby is you Dog in sunshine, there's a cat in the shade time to stop thinking about all the mistakes that i made One thought it leads to another and another thought leads to you There's one thing that I know is true That's right My baby don't need anybody but be mine, yeah, yeah she got a funny way of letting me inside, welcome back to sit stay right. listen with the Kentucky Humane yeah, yeah. Society I'm your host Kate Sayall, certified professional dog trainer coming to you from Forward Radio 1065 FM If you missed the first half of our program, go to forwardradio.org to find all of our other episodes and all of the other programming available on Forward Radio. Now if your dog can get a little rowdy on the couch, they get up on the couch and they want to play games, they want to climb on you, they're trying to shove a toy in your face, that's when I will excuse my dogs from the couch. If I am going to let them up on the furniture, It is to relax and settle. My dogs are not coming up on the furniture to have a party. So that's also a time where I will use that off cue. If my dogs want to be on the furniture, they need to be behaving appropriately for being on the furniture. If they want to play games, games happen on the floor. So if your dog is insisting on bouncing around, climbing on your lap, then I will take that toy or whatever it happens to be and I will excuse my dog back to the floor using an off cue now I try really hard not to grab their collar and pull them onto the floor or to push them onto the floor whenever humanly possible I use an off cue I ask them to move onto the floor Or another very helpful behavior that I teach my dogs is a hand target, a touch cue. And touch means tag my hand with your nose. I teach a hand target as a basic obedience cue right along with my sits and my stays. Take your empty hand, put it just a couple of inches in front of your dog's nose. You say yes when their nose bumps your hand, and then you hand them a treat. So they're getting rewarded for tagging your hand with their nose. And when your dog has a hand target, you're able to ask your dog to follow your hand to tell them where to go. And this is a really helpful behavior for all kinds of things, but we're going to talk about applying it to furniture. If you get up and your dog moves into your spot, for example, you can just use your hand target to ask your dog to scooch on over a little bit. You don't want to have to shove your dog over. A hand target will allow you to tell them where you want them to move. Wherever the nose goes, the rest of the body follows. So if you can get your dog to tag your hand with their nose, you can lead them with your hand target to another spot on the couch, or you can lead them straight onto the floor. And if your dog simply is not having it, they are too wound up, they are wanting to throw a party, they're climbing in your lap. Then what we need to look at are some basic indoor manners, which leads us to our next question about roughhousing and general rowdiness inside of the house. So our question from Kevin this week is uh, he and his girlfriend have two dogs that just moved in together And they are best buds, but they tend to play way too hard, and will start to run and play and knock things over, and love that they play, but wish they would do it outside. So, totally valid question, and I love that your dogs are playing. It's great that they are getting along with their new housemate. But yes, I agree, indoor play definitely should have a limit with how far we want them to take it. So, putting some rules and some limits in place for indoor play is going to be very important. And the most valuable thing to you is going to be recall, coming when called. That's going to be the easiest way to interrupt a game if you need to. And that will work for you whether it's one dog that's getting a little too excited or if it's both that need to be interrupted. So I don't mind my dogs playing some games inside, playing with one another inside, but I generally draw a line with how wound up, how excited, and how hard I want them to play indoors. And where that line is can vary household to household and dog to dog. So that's a decision that you all need to make within your household. But wherever that line is, everybody needs to be on the same page with that and you all need to stick with it. And don't wait until your dogs cross that line. Ideally, you want to interrupt play as they're approaching that line, not when they get there or not when they go too far. So I don't generally mind some quiet wrestling, some quiet play, but if my dogs start to tear around the house or running laps indoors, that's outside play. That's not something that's going to happen indoors. So working on a coming when called, calling my dogs to me is going to interrupt the game. It's going to get them to most likely move away from each other, Or at least get up and move away from the game and come and check in with me instead. So they can kind of take a minute, think about something else, cool off. And then it also gives you the opportunity to decide what you want them to do from there. Do you want them to just take a breath, check in with you, and then go back and resume their game? Or do you maybe want them to go do something else? Do you want to take that opportunity to... Maybe take them outside. Say, you know what, you guys are a little too wound up. This seems like an outside game. And then you can take them outside. Maybe it's a good time to interrupt the game and take them for a walk. Or maybe just pausing the game and calling them to you for a moment is enough time for them to just take a breath, reset, and then be able to go back and resume the game at a more appropriate level. But, When our dogs are playing and if they're having a good time, they don't really want the game to be interrupted. So if we are consistently interrupting the game at about the same level, they generally do a decent job of learning how to self-regulate and not continuing to cross that line. They'll learn pretty quickly, for the most part, what is and is not appropriate inside play. Now, if your dogs do not have an effective recall, they are not good at coming when called, check out last week's episode. That entire episode was all about the ins and outs of coming when called. All right, and this last question is from Brooke, and this is about... Oh, this is about yard manners. Okay. And this is a little bit of a continuation of what we talked about last week. So, Brooke says, "My dog has great manners in the house, but is a nightmare in the backyard. My dog will not come when called, when it's time to come inside, and won't play fetch. Will chase the ball but will never bring it back. All he wants to do is play keep away." So that I chase him. So it sounds like this is a dog that has absolutely learned that their favorite game is chase me. And so the backyard is their tag arena and you are it. So as frustrating as this is for you, and I absolutely feel for you, as far as your dog knows, this is just a really, really fun game that they've learned to play, and it's become their very favorite thing. They've learned that running away from you gets you to chase them, to follow them, to yell at them. It gets a ton of attention, and it creates a really, really fun game. Remember that our attention is the number one most important currency to our dogs in the entire world. Their goal in life is to get our attention, and that can be wonderful, love, pets, adoring attention, or it can be being chased, being yelled at, getting in trouble, whatever it is, getting our attention is reinforcing for them. So it's way more interesting for your dog to get chased around the yard than it is to just come in when they're called and, you know, go about their day. This is a lot more fun. So there are a couple of things that you can do to work on this one. The first thing we want to look at is management. Our dog has learned that it's more rewarding not to come when called in the backyard. So we need to take that option off the table. And the easiest way to do that, unfortunately, is to take your dog out on leash and a long line is fine. A long line is just a 10 to 15 foot leash. But we need to remove the option for our dog to take off and not come back when called. We have to take some control back over the backyard so that it can no longer be our dog's domain in this way. But of course, we still want the backyard to be a positive place for our dogs. So make sure that you take some treats with you. So when you go out into the yard for them to do their business... Take those rewards, reward them for going potty, and while you are back there, this is a great opportunity to practice some basic skills. Of course, the most important one that you can be practicing is your coming when called behavior, your recall. But really, working on any of your basic obedience skills is going to be helpful. What you're trying to do is change the context of what's going on in the backyard. This is not a space where all we do is run around crazy. We can't follow instructions. We can't use our brains. We want our dogs to see the yard as a functional space for them and for you together. Our dogs should see the yard as a space where we can pay attention. We can focus. We get rewards, we do what we're asked, we do things cooperatively with our person and we follow instructions. So your goal in going back there with your dog on a leash is to start to change the context and the general attitude and mood of what is going on in the backyard. And it's also important to play cooperative games. So if you want to be working on playing fetch while you're back there, First, make sure that your dog has a retrieve behavior in general. If your dog can play fetch in the house and you know that they are able to bring something back, you can absolutely start to work on this in the backyard. Having your dog on a leash takes away their option to take that toy and run away with it. You have them on a leash, so their options are pretty limited. And so without the option to take off with that toy, you can either slowly walk up that leash and just ask them, even if they only bring it two feet to you, they are still retrieving it. And always make sure that you trade them a treat for that toy, even if they only brought it a foot or two feet. And then as they get a little bit better, maybe they're going to bring it Five feet or 10 feet, but you start close range. And remember that if you couldn't get them to retrieve that toy in the backyard at all, any sort of progress is a success. So little victories start to move in baby steps, and that's totally okay. Your goal is to change the context of the backyard and take it from being a I ignore mom party space to being a space where you and your dog work together, do things cooperatively, and can enjoy spending time with one another. So thank you for sending your questions in. I hope that was helpful and gave you some things to think about. And remember, we covered just some very basic information on this show, but we have training services available with the Kentucky Humane Society And we are absolutely here to help, so please give us a call if you want to set up a lesson or you're interested in getting involved in a class. We would love to hear from you. Our direct number is 502-253-2883. Or you can send us an email to behavior at kyhumane.org. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society and for listening to Forward Radio on 106.5 FM. Be sure to visit our website, forwardradio.org. And don't forget to hit that donate button to support radio by the people for the people. Everybody take care and we will see you next week. I think it's time to sit, stay, listen.